I'm Linda Johnson, your host, and welcome to They Made It Happen. Is it purpose or focus? That drive that pushes. Photographer, made it happen. Fashion design, made it happen. Arthur, made it happen. Artist, made it happen. I'm here to tell you, it takes focus and drive to push yourself to achieve your special place in life. You made it happen. Time now for my truth. Family vacation planning checklist. Yes, that's what it's all about because this summer and it's time to just fly the coop, let down your hair, enjoy life for a few days, you know, with your family. You all deserve that. You really do. We've been through a lot this past year or more. We've all been through a lot. So be wise and plan your vacation. If you can't go to the destination of your dreams this year, you can do it eventually. You just have to make sensible decisions, like define your budget and begin saving up for it. And if you're prepared to go this year, great. Purchase the tickets to your destination, book the right place to stay. You know what I mean? Make sure it can accommodate your family for whatever needs you may have. Make safety and health a priority. If you have little ones near water, always, always be on the lookout. Watch your six, watch their six. You don't want anything crazy happening to your loved ones. So make safety and health a priority. And plan excursions and activities in advance because you need to know what your budget is going to be. Don't arrive and then start, you know, scrambling around trying to decide what are we going to do? What do you want to do? Unless you are independently wealthy, that's not an issue. But if you're on a budget, you really should think about that and don't smart. And if you're flying overseas, nothing worse than getting to the airport and finding out that you left little Tommy's passport on the dresser. So check everyone's passport before you leave for the airport. And book early in terms of your flight make your trip nice because if you plan it, you're ready for any little mishap, right? Any little mishap. I always find this to be helpful. Have a camera along that the entire family can use, whether you're eight or 80. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And then you can have a better vacation if you plan for it and it's well within your budget. And I always say, I know you're happy, you're having a good time. You think, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just charge it. I'll just charge it. You got to pay those bills when you get back. So don't do that to yourself. And that's my truth. It's time for my favorite part of the show, Pathway. Sometimes we have to get lost to find ourselves, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Don't I know that to be true? 
Today, my guest is founder of African Life, APRI PR. Welcome to the show, Felicia APRI. Hi. Hi, Linda. Hey, Felicia. I am so happy that you're here today. Girl, yes, with your busy self. (laughs) I, I met this wonderful, wonderful woman a few years ago, and we worked together on a project. And I haven't had much contact with her since, but I've been following her and she has been doing some phenomenal, phenomenal things in her life. And I wanted to share her with my listeners. So listeners, you're in for a treat today. Felicia, tell me a little bit about your background, who you are and what you've been doing in the past few years. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Linda. Welcome. Um, well, so my um, name is Felicia Apri. I am a first-born Ghanaian, first-generation Ghanaian born in America, meaning my parents are full-blooded Ghanaians. Well, so am I, but I was just born here. So um, I'm proudly American, proudly Ghanaian. Um, I love both cultures equally. Um, so they had me here, and then my mom and my dad sent me to Ghana um, because they wanted to establish themselves here. And so I was in Ghana for um, to about um, my eight years old, and then I, I got back to America. Um, and in the trans. Well, I was there and growing up, I never met my parents because I was three months old when I was when I left. Um, and so I was raised by my grandmother and my great grandmom. And I had a great relationship with them. As I got older there, um, I was teased by the Ghanaians because I was American. I was a little bit privileged than some people. Um, and so I always got teased as an American girl, you know, so. Um, you, I, I'm not going to say bully, but cause I didn't, you know, that, that wasn't what they were just teasing me every time they right. got, they teased. Um, and so no one, and everyone knew because my, 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 fortunately my family, um, not only my parents, but their siblings was also in America. My great grandmother, her name was Felicia. She worked hard to be able to send her kids and it was easier to send your kids to America back in the day. So that's what she did. Um, and so everyone knew that. Um, and so um, it was about eight years later, and we were told that all the Americans had to come back to um, America. And so we wow. had to come back. Um, so my great-grandmother brought me back to America. And when I got here, I was teased as well. for oh, being wow. Yes, I was teased. For being African, um, you know, back in the day, they, they had a term called the African booty scratcher. And that's what we were called. And so we got actually here, it was kind of a little crucial. I'm like brutal. We were teased. We, we fought. We bullied everything you are because we looked different. And we, I were, especially me, my, my sister, my siblings, they were born here. They never been to Ghana. And so pretty much I went through the same thing, but on the older, when I'm older, so now it's more harsh because, you know, right. it could be mean. And so um, it, as I got a little bit older, going from high school to college, it toned down because now kids are more educated about right. the African culture. And so, um, and I got more tougher, so I wasn't taking it from them anymore. Right. Being more okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, pretty much when I got into college is when I looked around and I realized, because again, being more educated, um, I said, dang, everybody's proud of who, where they come from. I'm, I'm proud too, you right. know, because 
being Ghanaian was all I knew. And, and I love being Ghanaian. You people, other people had a problem with it, not me. So um, at this time, I'm a young adult. And I started being more African, dressing more African, letting people know I'm African because every other culture were doing it. So why not me? Right. And so um, I just told myself when I get older and I have kids, um, I'm going to make sure that they know who they are, be proud of it. And whatever they go through about the culture is going to be OK. And you just have to be proud. Um, one of the things that I learned, too, during that time of being more educated and more proud of myself, I, I realized that my parents came from here. They're immigrants. And so when they leave this world, it's going to be up to me to teach my kids. And so um, I have an obligation. I always say I'm the I'm the bridge and I'm also um, the uh, I'm the, the gap in the bridge. So okay. I have to either work or don't work, you know? So I chose to make it work to make my kids know that what we have is people are, they want what we have, our culture. They they want that and we should be proud of it and we should be able to share that with the world. So I looked at it as a positive. What I went through was, a, was, was for them because I know what to do and tell them. My parents never knew that I was going to be so Americanized because actually I am. I, like I, I said, I'm very proud to be from the south side of Chicago. You can't take that from me. Right. And when, when when I went to the um when I went to Ghana, they were calling me the American girl, and I, I was proud of it this time. You know because right. yeah, I, I I was born in America, but guess what? I'm 100% Ghanaian. You can't take that from me either. So right. I want my kids, and not only my kids, but I want my friends' kids who are like me. And they're American friends to be proud of that we have an African culture. Um, but I just think that it's my obligation because I know what is in Africa and I know what's here to be able to tell people about both and be proud right. of both, have a balance. And mm-hmm. so that is why I found the African life because nowadays people don't just want to um, read about Africa. They want to see it. They want to feel it. They want to hear it. And so um, the African life, it just came out because I live the African life. So why not call it the African life? Right. And, and yeah. so, yeah, so the, the life is, um, it's an acronym for living, inspiration, fashion, and entertainment. And that is, I try to use those things to try to teach people. So you would never hear Felicia or see Felicia reading about Africa because I'm, I'm I, I just try to show you and tell you and let you feel how the culture is. Cause that's all I know. Right. You know, so if you want to get educated, go get some books, go get a teacher. Right. Cause they're good education. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I can do it. I right. can show you, I can tell you, we can feel it together. We can, you can, we can learn together. I'm still learning about the culture, you know, and I'm from there. So right. we could do this together and, um, and so pretty much that is why I formed the African life to make it a space for people to come to learn about the African culture. Um, and again, not just for me, but for everybody who wants to share the culture. And that is how it came about. That is amazing to me. And so where are you located? Well, actually, I'm online mainly. I'm in Chicago. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I do, a, and, and the space is also, um, like you said, we met at, you know, doing a project together, a fashion wow. show. 
And right. that's what the, the fashion aspect of it is. So I exactly. am, um, yes, I've, I've gone all the way from Florida to Utah doing events, um, just trying to help people bring the African culture into whatever that they want to bring it into. Um, and so that is what um, I do. I love that because I know that when we had a project together, it was a few, like I said, it was a few years ago and you were very instrumental in working with us. And you did, you brought some of that culture, that African culture, that African life. And with that particular program or show that we did, it was more fashion and mm-hmm. you were on it. I mean, you were, you was everywhere. You were all, you were backstage. You were getting the models dressed. You were working with the makeup. You were making sure they were lined up. You're making sure they were ready to go out. And that is, I mean, you showed me then that you were multifaceted, that there's not too much of anything that you can't do. So tell me a little bit more about some of the projects that you guys, that you have been working on or working with other organizations. Okay, so um, because I um, I do have a degree in communications, I wanted to be able to use my degree in anything I do. So um, being part of being um, part of the program that we did, I worked on not only being like making sure that the front part of African um, culture was there, but I also want to make sure that we. We, you know, we are organized and we uh, we communicate well. We have a good um, rapport so that it could show when we do our work. And so I, um, that's what my communication um, degree comes in at. Wow. And so doing a lot of um, fashion shows. Um, and um, different events, um, like just vending events for Africans. Um, someone reached out to me and asked me, can I do PR for them? And I, I thought about it, I'm like, I do have a communications degree, but I wasn't thinking about being doing PR, um, public relations. And I thought to myself, I've been doing public relations because I put myself out there yes. and people are seeing it. And so I said, okay, wait a minute. I, I could make money as well as show people about the culture. And so that is what um, I've been doing with different organizations who come to me to help them. I do the PR for them because I do want media to see that aspect of Africans that, you know, it's whatever we put out there is polished. Right. Um, and so since I've been, um, since we've met, I've worked with the Africans Interna- um, African House and in- International House, African International House. I work with the Ghanaian um, Council, Ghana Council um, in Chicago, with the Ethiopians, with the Senegalese. Whenever they have an event and they want the public to know about their event, they come to me and I take them to the radio, I take them to television, I, I give them interviews to get more people to come to their shows and to m- understand more about their culture as well. Exactly. I was just going to ask you that. Do you work with just the entire African community? When I when I say entire African community, I'm talking about different country, countries. And yes. you, you answered that because you do. Oh, my God. So that's a yes. huge community there. And so you're kind of the spokesperson for them in, in many instances. Yes. You know, and I tried not to necessarily be the spokesperson, but I know what you mean, but I, I try to be the person who bring it out there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, each culture, um, I'm still learning about the Senegalese, the Nigerians. Right. You know, I, So what I try to do is I represent them to the media and say, you know, right. the African life wants to, you know, get uh, the, the, the um, Nigerian 
community out there because they're having an event. And so they, you know, they know me now. So I'm always, you know, exactly. trying to put, yeah, put right. out the mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what you did for us because when we had our fashion show, you were able to go back to your community and get models for us. And, and, and you gave us other information about who, who else can help. You got us yeah. an artist, you got us yeah. uh, musicians, you got us uh, dancers. And so that was you, that was you that really helped. It was like, they were like, contact Felicia. She knows all these different people in the community there where she works with. And you were instrumental in making that really wonderful for us because we had a little bit of everything. I called it my, our variety show from Africa yeah. because we had, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful because we had different countries represented and they were all African and it was so amazing. It was yeah. so amazing. And yeah. so, yeah, tell me a little bit about what you're working on in your future right now? You have? Uh, do you have any huge projects that you're working on or working with in the upcoming future? Yeah. So right now, what I want to do, and you know, the older I get, the more um, you know responsibilities, and you know, I have a kid going to college, and so yes. I'm president over everything, and and so it becomes harder, and so it's harder to help everybody like you oh, want wow. to. Yeah. yeah. So what I decided to do was to have my own event and people come to my event because I've helped so many people. And I'm grateful for that because it taught me so much that I think that I I can do an event where people come, an ex- expedition type of e- event, um, an expo, I should say, right. type of event where people see so many different African communities and organization come together so that people can learn about different one instead of me doing the, the, the Senegalese, the Nigerians, the African, the Ghanaians. I want them to come to one space, one place, um, and be able to taste different foods and listen to different music and just be in Africa. You know, you don't have to travel the whole Africa. You can just be oh, one wow. place and, 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 and feel the African culture and feel what we we represent to the world. So that is what I'm currently working on right now to put in, in place. Um, and I think it's going to happen. Not I think it's going to happen next year. Um, okay. And so I'm really excited about that. And I think everything that I've done so far with different organizations and being a PR, I think that this could be a, a great benefit to the to the whole African community. I think so too. And do you guys have any food events coming up in the near future? Because I am a food connoisseur and <laughs> I love African food. And I don't even know what country, what it what it's called or whatever. Because if you're presenting and it smells so divine, I want it. So you let me know if you're gonna have anything coming up in the near future where there's gonna be food involved. <laughs> I definitely will, you know, and actually I'm going to do a little bit of, of, of a little bit of a PR push for a lot of African restaurants because they've been closed forever and people want to get out there. So I am um, in the near future. I'm going to be highlighting different African restaurants in different cities, not just Chicago, um, because I have followers everywhere. I want people able to to go and patronize these businesses who've been closed forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, that is my, one of my, um, my my near future events that I'm going to be working on. But I definitely, the food, um, I, I'm still apprehensive by getting into large places right now. Right. Um, large events. I, I, I'm trying to avoid that. So right. anything I can do to try to still maximize, um, you know, um, my PR um, expertise 
but doing it in a way that's safe for everybody or everybody feels safe, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do the restaurant um, expedition. That is perfect. Well, just keep me abreast. <laughs> I love it. Now, you recently, when I reached out to you, you told me that, you know, I'm in Africa right now. So what mm-hmm. were you getting into? What was happening with you in Africa just a few weeks ago? So when I was there, um, I actually went because um, within well, my, my daughter, who's 11, when she gets to um, college and graduates, I want to be living in Ghana by the time. And I, I've seen my parents get older and then decide they want to move back to Ghana and how they want to build. And I said that I don't want that to be me. I want to have my things established for me. So when I retire, I'm there. So I went there to, um, I was on some type of Black Panther type stuff because I went there. I, I was telling people, look, I came for what's mine. But my father, you, know, I, I, you know, I went there to do business. To <laughs> right. <laughs> to make sure. Right. I have my uh, my father's land and make sure that I can build on it. So I went to go get the papers um, established for that. I also went to different markets to go see what these beautiful women are making creative people who don't have any inkling of what's out in America like they can make so much money and contacts with what they do creatives that I just I see they don't even know how to speak English so how can they do business with you know in in any country so I went to go get their information and everything and let them know that I want to work with them to get their information out there and then I also was um, looking for spaces to be able to do like African events um, there when I'm there so I went for multiple things and um and I was a little bit and I went there for too as well. So right. I went there for a lot of a lot of good reasons that I want to be able to use what I went there for in the future. That is amazing. I, I just love your spirit and your just your drive. Now, if someone wants to go into public relations, what would you say to them in terms of uh, you know how how to go about doing that? Mm-hmm. I think that is great to have a degree, but I think you have to have the passion for it because um, you are being, um, you have to have the passion as well as the, um, be transparent about wanting to help people. Right. Um, I think those, those, those are the things that are definitely what you need to make sure you have, but anybody could be a spokesperson for something, but you have to be able to be diligent to learn about who and what you're representing and Mm -hmm. be honest about it and just just do a good job for them um with those qualities i think um you know you could definitely do that but you first of all you have to have the passion for it because everybody who gets into this field not everybody stay because it's just a lot of work it's a lot of work trying to bug the media to to to, you know, come to our show, come cover it because we're newsworthy. You got to right. go to this, you got to beg them. Can you please put us on, on the radio? Can you please put us right. in the paper? So um, you got to, you, you have to be consistent. You got to work hard um, to do it. And once you you do that, then the, the stations, they know you, you know, ABC, VP, they should, she knows me, NBC, VP, they know me. And right. you have to um, have a good rapport um, with them and, and work on that. So it's a lot of little little facets that come with it, but it if you do a good job and you want to do a good job, you will. Exactly. I can see that happening because you have that personality where oh. you're likable and you have the most beautiful smile, the most radiant, beautiful smile. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. What would you tell your younger self 
now that you know what you know now in terms of starting the African life and being a PR person, what Mm -hmm. would you tell your younger self? Oh, I would say younger self, take this serious. Mm -hmm. I think um, I started this off as just wanted to show my culture and just have fun and just be, you know, I'm just la 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 da da. I just want right. to be a beautiful culture. But if you're going, whatever you're going to do, be serious about it. Take it mm-hmm. serious from the beginning. And I'm trying to teach my kids that now because you waste so much time. I, I don't mind telling people that I'm 45 years old because mm-hmm. I don't look it. So I'm, I'm telling everybody, right? Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You do not. You're gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but I think, not I think, but I know that had I taken this serious in my early 20s, I would have been much successful then, you know, because then now I have a family. My my family comes first before. Right. And so sometimes I have to put the African life on the back burner. I got to not take projects. I got to not return phone calls and say no to them because my family is more important. And so I would have told my younger self, take this serious now so that you can enjoy and reap the benefits of your hard work. I'm still trying to work hard to try to do, you know, do projects right. and do projects. So um, that's what I would tell myself and everybody else who's young, who's in their, you know, twenties. I tell them just, Work hard and take it serious now. Exactly. And I will use that as the back word, as a closing segment, too, because you said it all. Take it serious. You know, make sure it's really what you want to do. And I think I hear you saying being passionate about it. Yeah. Passionate about what you're going to be doing and be likable. You have to be likable because I'm telling you, someone came to me and they wanted me to do something for them. I don't care what it is. If you're coming off condescending or your attitude is not professional or whatever the case may be, if it's rubbing me the wrong way, you're probably not going to get very much from me. No, no. <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get the same thing you gave me back to you, you know, so. Right. Yeah, and that's not a good thing. That's not a and, good thing at all. And that's not a good thing. Felicia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are delightful and I wish you a ton of success in all that you do. That's it for this week. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment about this episode or any episode, just send me an email to asklindaj at gmail.com. Remember, stay focused, be inspired so that you too can join the ranks of They Made It Happen. 